0: Welcome to episode 256 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and I'm glad to have you back with us again this week. If you're like most Americans right now, you're spending most of your time at home. And no matter how much you love the space you live in or the people you share it with, it might sometimes seem like it's the last place that you want to be. Today's guest is an expert at turning our homes into our happy places. Rebecca West believes in putting the ohm back in home, and she does that by taking a holistic approach to discovering what you need from your home and how to make the most of the space you have. She's here to talk to us about how to make our surroundings support what we need. Rebecca, welcome back to Live Happy Now. It's such a pleasure to be here again, Paula. It's a great time to talk to you because you're an expert in homes, and most of us are becoming experts in staying home. So. (laughs) Um wanted to yeah, get some time with you and talk to you about kind of how we can take the space that we're in and make it more homey and make it more comfortable and wanted to get your perspective kind of on what you're seeing some of our challenges are as we have to stay at home more Oh,
1: I am I would love to share everything I know and be as helpful as I possibly can. Where should we start?
0: Well, I guess first of all, from what you're hearing, what are some of the challenges that people face? in having to go from home being a place where we park at night to it's now where we are 24-7, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the list is long. (laughs) One of them is for people who are still trying to work from, to to work, and now they're working from home, there's all the challenges around and setting up a viable workspace. If they're living with other people, how do they create space that is private and professional? If they're in a small home, how do they not have that spill out into their regular life? And how do they have that start and stop between their work life and their their live life, you know, because there's not those defined commutes and routines that we're so used to. So that's an example of a pretty universal problem people are having right now.
0: And just as people work from home, you know, I, I've worked from home for a very long time and it is hard to cut things off because mm-hmm. you've got your office right there. And so your workday really does kind of bleed into your, what's supposed to be your non work day. Mm-hmm. How are people, how can they handle that right now?
1: Well, obviously it's going to be easier if you have a room that you can dedicate to that workspace. So whether, you you know, all the radio programs, for example, are re- recording from their closets, right? <laughs> so maybe you take over a room that wouldn't technically normally be a workspace. It's easier if you can have a space where you can separate it from the rest of your home. But not everybody has that luxury. So sometimes it's about creating a space like on the dining table for your work, but you've got to create some routine around, I'm going to set out my workspace and then I'm going to take it away so that it isn't all just in front of you. When I when I started my company 13 years ago, my work from home space was in my bedroom, and so it was really important that at the end of the day I shut off the computer, I put away all my work gear, I tucked it into some folders and into the closet so that when I would go to bed I wasn't still staring at those tasks. So finding some way of saying I am not there and I am there. I also used to like light a candle when I would start writing when I was working on my book. I'd light a candle as part of the ritual of now I'm in my writing mental space. And then I would blow out that candle when I was not writing anymore. So creating ritual to mark that
0: delineation. Oh, I like that a lot. Cause that could even be turning on a certain lamp. Like if you have Mm -hmm. a lamp that maybe you're not even using, but it kind of signals the shift.
1: Yeah. You know, and even just objects of comfort, you know, maybe you have a certain, if you get a little chilly while you're sitting there working and not moving all day, maybe you have a certain black blanket that goes on your blanket while you're working and it's only your work blanket. It's it's amazing the little cues that can help us
0: create that structure. And that's something we normally don't think about because we don't have to. Yeah. We just have to go sit down and go to work. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, I just said we had to be a lot more intentional now. It's on us. And that can
0: be good for us.
1: Yeah, it really can. In fact, its I really think of hard times in life as opportunities. My entire career came out of getting divorced and having to make over my own space. So I think that every time there is a dark moment in our lives, there is an opportunity to create something out of it. And one of the things that this time can be looked at for is if you have habits that you have not been really happy about in your life, this is an opportunity because all of your auto responses, all, all of your automated mind things are totally disrupted. So this is an opportunity to use that and say, well, gosh, if I'm going to have to intentionally create new habits, maybe I can create new healthier habits. If before you always would come home from work and go you know, straight to the cookie jar, now there's no coming home from work. So you can really
0: reset those habits if you take this time to do so and you talk about doing things intentionally how do you sit down and say this can be both for an individual and for a family saying we're going to reshape the way that our days and our habits look
1: i think it's it's helpful to look forward you know think of yourself if we if we have 4 weeks of a stay at home order from our governor like we do here in washington what kind of a person what kind of a family would we like to be 4 weeks from now And what would it take to become that person or that family? So if we decide, you know, one of our values is spending more time together as a family, or one of my values is reading more than watching TV, but in fact, my habits don't reflect that value. Okay, (laughs) well, let's take the next four weeks and create some routine around building that back in thoughtfully.
0: And how do you hold yourself accountable? Because it's easy to have that great intention.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're solo, then I definitely recommend reaching out to other people, you know, and having a phone call, having a Zoom call and saying, here's what I've, here's some goals I've set for myself and I'd like to be accountable to you for that. If you're doing it as a family, it's easy to keep each other accountable. It's much easier to keep other people accountable than it is ourselves. So use each other for that. But you can also do silly little things like putting up post-it notes around the house If watching less TV is one of your goals, then putting a post-it note on your TV that says, hey, have you read a chapter today? Or throwing a blanket or a towel over the TV, you know, something that physically stops you and goes, oh yeah, I was trying to be a little bit more thoughtful about that. It doesn't have to be punitive, but it helps you break the habits because it's all mindless until it becomes mindful.
0: Oh, that's excellent. You know, and I know binge watching is going on right now, especially if someone's not working or if kids are at home, that TV is on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and
1: that noise can be very disruptive. That's a lot of
0: noise in a small space. Yeah. So how do we handle that? Well, the noise itself? All of it, that whole situation. Because say, say if you have children and they're bored and they want something to do, mm-hmm. and they, depending on where they are, they might not be able to go out and play. Absolutely. How do you, how do you make this workable for everyone in the house?
1: Okay. Well, I think you have to think about what tools might be available to you. And first of all, hats off to the parents out there because anybody who is at home with kids, I mean, you are a soldier in this (laughs) cause. God love you. (laughs) Oh man. But you know, for example, you can get headphones that either connect directly to the TV or at least let you listen in more focused to the TV. So the TV can be lower. That's an example of a tool that you might buy on Amazon and put to good use. Maybe you shut the door between the TV room and the rest of the house. When it comes to sending the kids outside to play, when I was taking a walk around my neighborhood the other day, there was somebody getting a little playhouse delivered. If you get a playhouse for your kids, it's drizzling. They can still be out in that playhouse. So maybe there are ways to create outside spaces or pillow forts or something that creates some zones for them to play that aren't right there underfoot. And remember, kids won't melt. It's okay for them to play in a little bit of drizzle. <laughs> Same for us adults. We can go for a walk and some drizzle, right? So, And then it's also just about recognizing when it's too much, right? Because both visual noise, like if your home is really, really messy and the clutter is getting a little out of control, which I'll tell you right now, my office is getting a little bit out of control. And one of my jobs today is to tidy it back up. So the visual noise and then that auditory noise from TVs and radios and of course all the people in the house and dogs barking, it can really, really wear you out more than you realize. And so maybe doing like a pretend snow day where the power went out in quotes and it's a, a all noises, all electronics, all lights off candlelight night. Maybe you do that once a week just to ring down that noise in the house and reset because we we don't necessarily know how noisy our worlds are until the noise goes away for a minute.
0: Oh, that's, I really like that because that seems like such a great way to reset your week, like on a Mm -hmm. a Saturday night or something to, to take that quiet time. Yeah, exactly. What about situations where you have a couple and both people are working and now they're both working from home and you have to find a way to share this space and each person's work is important but maybe you aren't set up and you don't have a physical arrangement where it accommodates both people's work life.
1: yeah, that's gonna be obviously it starts with the conversation. you know, what is it that you're gonna need? How much workspace do you need, and how much quiet do you need? because it's easier if both people are just working on their computers, not not taking calls. but if you're gonna to need to take video or just phone calls, then you're gonna to have to find some ways to create either times. you're like, okay, I'm my available time to take phone calls is from 10 to noon and your available time to take phone calls is from one to four. So having a conversation and creating some expectations and every, you know, our bosses and our coworkers, we're all in the same situation. So if you say to your coworkers, I can take calls from one to four, they're going to understand, right? They're going to understand that we're all creating these accommodations. But if you create the boundaries and expectations, then you're not just stepping on each other and being like, no, I need to take a phone call because you <laughs> preemptively or proactively had a conversation about it.
0: That makes a lot of sense because I know that's something a lot of people are struggling with right now.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And obviously, if one person has less flexibility, then maybe you do a little bit of accommodating around that person. You know, it's always a give and take in, well, in any relationship,
0: not just work-wise. <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be. And, you know, on the show, we've talked a lot about people in a family situation or with couples, but what about for someone living alone? Because, right, I know my partner called someone last night and bless her heart, she was on the phone for a long time. And she said, people get really chatty when they're quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got people who really are, that, who are kind of stuck inside by themselves. What is your advice? Like, what can they do with their home and make this feel less like a cell and more like a sanctuary?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. And obviously, it's going to be very personality or temperament dependent. Some people, the more introverted among us, are going, Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I've been wanting to social distance my whole life. You know, (laughs) we've been training for this. Exactly. And others are more extroverted. And this is really, really, really tough. And all of us need socializing at some level. So first, obviously, the thing everybody's been saying, get on Google Hangouts, get on Zoom, get on Skype, and have conversations. So, you know, I've got several friends where every week, we've got a half hour carved out where I'm going to hop on Zoom with them. And we're just going to have a coffee or a cocktail together. And catch up. And it's been really nice because it's not actually time that we make for each other as frequently in our real lives. So it's actually creating closer relationships than we get in our day-to-day lives. And then when you're at home, making use of all the things that you don't always take the time to make use of, but you may have candles that smell wonderful, blankets that are as soft as rabbit fur and bath bombs, and just creating that sensual experience in your home kind of creating as much of a spa and sanctuary as you possibly can and using the tools that are at hand.
0: That's really good advice because this is a time when we, we can use it very wisely. And one thing that I'd been gotten very lax in was meditating. Mm-hmm. And if there was ever time to meditate, it's now. <laughs> and I can notice a real change in myself just from resuming that practice.
1: Absolutely. And it can be a very magical experience too. I work with a hypnotherapy coach. And when, when we do guided work together, my brain takes me to those magical places. So it's not just about calming your mind and your spirit, but it can actually be a way to escape and go to some pretty cool places <laughs> within your own mind.
0: Yeah. And it's a time to read. We can read books that we've been putting mm-hmm. off. There's all kinds of things that we can catch up on. We can learn how to write letters again. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. I'm actually about to send out a whole bunch of postcards. That's one of my jobs this week.
0: Oh, that's terrific. Because Mm -hmm. that also, it makes us feel good to do that. And then the recipient, who gets mail anymore? besides
1: Exactly. And it's all, well, it's all bills. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And you had talked at one point, I know we had talked about this before and you talked about the way the places that we put something affects how we live, like the food, things like that. Can you can you talk about that? That was really interesting.
1: Yeah, well, food food in particular, because I mean, we're all kind of joking about how we're just home. So now we're all just eating. The anxiety leads us to the, the cookie jar and the bread and the pasta and, and whatever comfort foods. So it's it's important to a be aware of our habits because we, most of us are moving less you know we're literally just physically moving less and so we don't need as many calories and we're also feeling stressed out so we are reaching for them. So when it comes to your kitchen, just making sure that things like the cookies or the snacks are not front and center when you open the pantry door or open the fridge door make them put them on the top shelf, put them on the bottom shelf, put them somewhere where it's gonna take a little bit more thought to grab them putting and of course conversely putting the things that are healthy more front and center making sure that your kitchen is tidy so that it's a pleasure to go in there and it's a pleasure to create a healthy snack but not necessarily if you can avoid it working from home at your kitchen counter at your dining room table if it's right next to the kitchen because it's just like when we see a commercial for a burger our brain suddenly goes ooh i want a burger when we weren't thinking about it before Whatever's in front of us, we think about, and that can lead to that more mindless
0: eating and stuff. That's excellent, because I know that is, I joke that people at the end of this, they're not going to be able to fit in their clothes because either they've been eating the whole time, or I know a lot of people who are stress working out, they're going to be That's like right. so jacked up that either way, everyone's, we're going to have this big clothing swap at the end yeah
1: exactly (laughs) plus all of our tops are going to be worn out because we've only been wearing tops and no (laughs) bottoms
0: exactly yeah i saw that the (laughs) pants sales are like pardon the pun bottoming out that is that the funniest just not happening right now. So another thing that people can do right now while we're at home is work on our home space, the things that we don't like about it. I know in a previous podcast, you had talked about like just if there's that one little thing that you don't like, it makes a huge difference in how you feel about your house when you come home. So this is a time to look at what you want to do to make your space visually different.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And it really always comes back to basics and the little things. You know, I'm not saying do a kitchen remodel while you're stuck at home. That would be <laughs> ridiculous. You know, for me, my husband and I took an opportunity to swap out one outlet, actually one switch that was bad. So we ordered one on Amazon and we swapped that out so that it's no longer heating up and creating fire danger. And then there were two other switches that for six years have been in the wrong order. You'd always hit the wrong switch when you went to <laughs> turn the light on. So we took 10 minutes, got the screwdriver out and swapped those two switches. I'm taking, I have my dining room chandelier has six glass bulb. What are those called? Shades on them, mm-hmm. and they've gotten real dusty over time. So one of my projects this week too is taking those all down, and cleaning them off, and putting them back up. So they just are a little more sparkly, a little bit brighter. So I'm going through and just taking care of the things that never ever get to the top of the to-do list in regular life, but help me feel like my house is a little bit fresher and more put together, and that. If we take the time to do those things, it doesn't just make our spaces happier because they're cleaner, more orderly or whatever, but it also makes us feel a little bit more in control because we all feel very, very out of control right now. Like there's nothing we can do to fix the situation. But when we do these small things, it helps us feel like we do have some control. There are some actions we can take and that can really calm the anxiety that we're feeling.
0: And that's something you can get the whole family involved in. The kids can do something with their own rooms. Absolutely.
1: And it can be organizing something. It can be, you know, a lot of us actually have a lot of project gear in our houses. We've already bought the paint or bought the whatever the stuff is we need to do a project. It's just sitting there waiting for us to use it. So it doesn't really require a trip to Home Depot if you've already got the stuff sitting around your house. So just put it to use.
0: So what what is it that you hope people are able to do and how do you see them being able to best use this time? So as you said, when you come out at the end that you look at it and say, well, we're a better family, I'm a better individual because of this.
1: I mean, well, one of the things is I would just hope that people take the opportunity to make some of those small updates or changes to their space so that when they when we are allowed to leave our homes again, coming home from regular life is more of a pleasure because we have the opportunity to do that work right now that we don't usually have time for. And then the other thing would be that we have the opportunity to get more connected with ourselves and with our family members that we might be living with or just Zooming with so that we build some habits that can keep those connections strong even when we're back into our crazy, hectic, busy, normal lives. Like I said, this is an opportunity, but only if we recognize that it is and take action to make use of the opportunity. Otherwise, it's amazing how fast a month will pass and you could be exactly the same as you started out. And that's kind of a waste.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is an opportunity. And it's the reasoning behind it is unfortunate, but the opportunity is so tremendous that I I think there's, there's so much that we can do during this time. Exactly. Well, Rebecca, we are going to tell people how to find your book, the new and improved version of it, and that'll help them, give them some ideas about how to make their space a little different and how to make themselves happier at home.
1: I hope so. Yeah. The book, as I said in our last conversation, it's full of exercises. It's not meant to be something where I just show you pretty pictures and you wish you lived like that. (laughs) It is meant to be an interactive experience so you can start thinking about your home differently and take action so that your home is supporting the life you want to live, not getting in the way of it. So I hope it's a great tool for people. And tell you what the publisher priced it so well it's beautiful it's filled with pictures it's hardback and it's 14 bucks well we
0: can afford that because nobody's spending money on gas so (laughs) there you go (laughs) (laughs) well Rebecca that is fantastic and it's it is something we need like make our space great and make it happy during this time so we are going to do that wonderful I really hope that your home is keeping
1: you happy as well because I know you've been clever about creating some good spaces and that we all come out of this happy and healthy.
0: We will. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Bye for now, Paula. That was Rebecca West, author of the book, Happy Starts at Home. If you'd like to learn more about her book, download a guided meditation, or follow her on social media, visit us at livehappynow.com and follow the links. We hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now, but if you're not, You can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Just look for us on your favorite platform and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.